Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1233 now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now where guests receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Stop for recommendation. Well, New York, no question. Had it there Sunday night. They're open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. As we bring aboard Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile. Friday and Sunday nights, the post time is at 6.15. They are back to full fan access. But you can also watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Uh, he is uh, a huge proponent of uh, advanced analytics. And I'm pretty sure uh, he is seen as the beacon light for all those guys out there. We welcome back to the show, Mark Spector. Hi, Spec. How you doing? I like to be known as a beacon light. That's uh, something I don't hear very often, Bobby. No, you don't. Uh, now, w- without totally opening up the business details of Sportsnet, have you penned your piece yet that you were working on earlier today? Uh, I'm most of the way through it. I'm writing a piece on Duncan Keith. I don't mind people knowing that. I'm doing a piece on whether or not it's a good idea. And what I'm really doing is just talking to as many people as I can, uh, you know, to find out what the people who get paid to watch players from other organizations uh, would think, you know. And that's that's really how a guy formulates his opinion, Bob. Is you, I don't know at all. Even though sometimes I talk like I do, you got to find out what other people think. Uh, who have watched and get a consensus of opinions and then formulate your own. So that's where I'm at. How about you? Well, you mean to say that you didn't watch all 56 games that Chicago played this year in the regular season? That's it, exactly. And there's so many nuances. We know this, you know. One of the ones that struck me just recently talking to another, another fellow just about 10 minutes ago, Bob, I remember when the Oilers had terrible goaltending. And I remember how we used to look at players. I bet you Jeff Petrie falls into this. We used to look at players who played in front of terrible goaltending, and we used to question, gee, the puck's always in the net, and oh, he didn't make a very good play, and that guy doesn't defend that well. Look at his defensive numbers. And then I realize, I look at Chicago's goaltending, 
and it's not very good, right? Not very good at all. And I say to myself, what do any of these numbers on Duncan Keith mean playing in front of these goalies? Because I know in Edmonton how poor goaltending affected the analytics of the Edmonton players. And I'm going to tell you that it can't be helping Duncan Keith's numbers either. Mark, there are people in this town that think you and Ryan Rashog ran Jeff Petrie out of town. You did not. You didn't make the trades. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there is a loudmouth uh, radio. Actually, there's. You used to call them radio Johnnies, and we used to call guy, and we used to call guys like you inkstained wretches. And then you realized the power of sports talk radio when you had a higher profile on Total Sports than you did on the National Post. But I digress. Uh, the rea- the reality of the situation. Uh, is it's always interesting. I mean, I have time for analytics, but I also think that you have sure. to you have to grab as much information as possible. And you know, I always thought Petrie could be a defenseman, and he needed 300 games. We're in a different situation here. This is a guy that's had an incredible career with Keith, uh, and people are just I I, I got to tell you, and and maybe maybe I'm just a victim of listening to too many opinions, but. The venom that was out there, Mark Spector, for even, you know, oh, well, they, the, you know, Edmonton must include James Neal in any trade. Like, do people, like, seriously think the Chicago Blackhawks are going to trade a guy who's come to them to request a trade, who's only on the real books for $3.6 million uh, in real, you think they're going to take a player in James Neal who could be headed to a buyout at $7.6 million just to buy out? Do you think they're going to do Do you think they're going to when they no. So what's happened here is their Hall of Fame defenseman has come to him and said, for personal reasons, I'd like to make a change. And there may be some extenuating circumstances for why that's occurred in Chicago. And I'm going to get you to – but I'm just – I'm a little bit shocked at – like, were you surprised at how visceral and how hard a lot of the analytics types push this, that it's a stupid idea for Edmonton even to consider adding the player of Keith's, uh, uh, Keith's pedigree? Am I surprised? You know, I don't know how to use the word surprise because nothing surprises me anymore when I see things online from any group of people. The online's a pretty visceral place. Um, what I would say to you, Bob, is, you know, the the compare that a lot of people are making comparisons to to getting Andrew Ference under these circumstances. He's bringing in leadership. He's going to make us way better. Getting Milan Lucic in these circumstances. They're really they're really judging a potential Ken Holland move by moves made by his predecessors in this town. And let's face it, his predecessors in this town have done a lousy job. That's why this team, this organization in the last 25 years has not been very good. So, sure, you know, Ference was a bad, didn't work out. But Ference's game was going south. Uh, Lucic didn't work out. Lucic's foot speed, uh, there was definite evidence on the day that he was acquired. You could find a lot of people in Boston who said, you know what? He's not the player he was. You know what? He doesn't get there anymore. You know what? This is a guy that that Boston's quietly been trying to move along. So I look at Duncan Keith, and I'm not hearing those things, right? I'm not hearing that the player is in steady decline. What I am hearing is that he spent the last three years playing with you know, very young, inexperienced defense. He played a whole season with Eric Gustafson, for instance. 
who is moved from team to team to team to team. Now he's not playing for Montreal. Uh, he's, he spent last season playing, I think, in order of partner, was it not? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think in minutes it went Ian Mitchell, Adam Boquist, Connor Murphy. Yeah. So this is a guy that's been actually counted on as the number one guy in Chicago right up until today. And, you know, are his numbers a little bit poorer? Sure they are. Look who he's playing with. Look who's playing behind him in net. Kevin Lankinen is their number one, right? Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say, Bob, is taking previous acquisitions in which players were in a definite state of decline and, and mirroring them to, you know, comparing them to this one, where we have a player that's older, but the state of decline is not nearly as abject. There's a piece on Sportsnet right now written by Sport Logic that actually paints a picture of a guy who, given a few less minutes a night and a little less responsibility, would still be a pretty good player. So they're not all the same case. Andrew Ference isn't Duncan Keith. I think we have to agree on that. Andrew Ference was never more than a 4-5 or five NHL defenseman. Boston right. Pete Chiarelli was only going to offer him maybe a one-year extension after free agency, and he took a four-year deal. There was no home. T- it's not like he came down, oh, I'm going to give a hometown discount to him. He got a four-year term. He played two of the four years, and, and, and the problem that used to happen at times with a guy like Ference or Fane, let's use those two as examples since they were defensemen, is... They were basically going to be coming in to play accelerated minutes. Fane was a four-five in New. He was a five in New Jersey. Now you're asking them to be a four. Ference at that stage with Boston was. A, I don't even know if Ference was ever as high as a four. I'm trying to think back to Calgary when they made their run in 04. Maybe he was a four at that time. Duncan Keith has led Chicago in ice time 14 of the last 16 minutes. You're comp- so to me a better example. A better example on this would be Chris Chelios. I'm serious on this, Mark. Chris Chelios yep. went to Detroit at, uh, at 36. He played nine more seasons in the NHL. They gave up a guy that was drafted in the first round in honors Erickson and two more number ones. And some people say, well, you know, Chelios was voted for an MVP within a couple of years before that in Chicago. Fair enough. But you and me watched Chicago and Edmonton play a year ago in the play-in series. Did Edmonton have a defenseman as good as Duncan Keith in that series? Yeah, no. 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 Did they have a forward as good as Jonathan Taves in the end? Even though they had Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, I'm not sure that they did. Uh, you and me, well, I mean, Connor had nine <laughs> points in four games. We'll, we'll, we'll never agree on that one, Mark. You, you know? So, Taves had some decent, and neither team had goaltending, except when push came to shove, Crawford was one save better in the third period of both games. For about a period of hockey, that's right. No, listen, this is a, like, and I'm, I'm also cautious. I get there's a lot of parallels back to that Chelios trade from Chicago to Detroit. And the guy that made it is now the guy that's running the show in Edmonton. So you, know, you can't, you, there's, I get it. I hear the comparisons. I'm having a hard time making comparisons in on a lot of fronts. Uh, it's a way faster league than it used to be. All it's right. way harder to be an older player. And the last thing, Bob, is sure you can give up a bunch of first-round picks back when they made that Chelios trade because there's no cap. There's a cap now, so what you right. give up is really important in this trade. Okay, so, Mark, here's what here's what we're going to do. You got the floor for the next four minutes. What Uh-oh. was the re- – you taught – you <laughs> come on, you can't fill four minutes? 
What? I got. I got to take a call from a friend. Okay, he's down in Soka. I'm just kidding. Uh, that does occasionally yep. happen. I won't say. Go it ahead. So you, you tell me, what did these guys say? You you talked to lots of people around the league, including pro scouts. I'm going to assume you talked to some of the broadcasters that watch the Hawks play. What were sort of the reoccurring themes? Where do they see Duncan Keith's game at? Well, there's a couple things, right? First of all, the player can still ski. And, and what we know in our league today is such a quick league that if you can't skate, you can't play. All of that intangible, all the intangibles that Duncan Keith's going to bring here, um, it doesn't matter. If you can't skate, you can't play. I think we found that with, with Milan Lucic. So the player can still skate, which makes him of great use. Uh, the player's stats are skewed, are skewed because he's played in a mentorship role in Chicago. He's been a number one defenseman in Chicago all these years uh, in his late 30s and playing on a very poor team, uh, with the, you know, a very high event team. No one gave up more, uh, you know, odd man rushes against things like that than Chicago. They're a very high event team, mostly in a negative way the last couple seasons. So his stats are to be, I'm not saying you, you don't look at his stats, but temper them with the fact that he's been on a very poor club. Um, the best he's played, and at the time that he still showed his, uh, one scout said to me, you know, I watched him, we all think of Keith and Seabrook together because, of course, they played in all those Stanley Cup years. But starting in about 2014, he started playing with uh, Nicholas Yarmulson. And he said that Keith was, Keith and Yarmulson, were absolutely compatible. Uh, the, the style that Yarmulson played, and for those who don't maybe remember, Yarmulson is one of those, he's a shot-blocking, defensive-oriented, high pain threshold, kill penalties guy. He's that guy that, that you don't notice, but every winning team has. He was that guy for Chicago's Cups. Well, if, if Keith comes to Eminent, Bobby, I'm going to put him on a pairing right away with Adam Larson, who I believe that they will sign. I'm quite sure they will sign. So, to me, if you take Adam, if you take Duncan Keith away from all due respect, guys like Boquist and Connor Murphy and Ian Mitchell, and you put him, you upgrade him to an Adam Larson, you're getting a completely different player. Uh, and the last thing I'll say that was a recurring theme, Bob, that, that I'm hearing from guys around hockey, not Oilers people, not Chicago people, is. The Oilers have lots of talent, and they don't have every base covered in their lineup. There's still some work, but they, the talent acquisition side of things, and with the guys they got coming, they're ahead of the curve. They're doing pretty well. What they don't have is a lot of institutional knowledge. You know, why does Winnipeg beat you four straight? Why does why does Chicago come in with aging stars and beat your young stars? You know, one of the things that, that the intangibles there, and I know analytics people don't like intangibles because you can't chart them, but they exist in hockey. Uh, one of the things that Edmonton really needs to shore up on, who are the guys he's going to help most? Is Duncan Keith's presence going to help Broberg and Bouchard and Bear? One scout just said to me, no, 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 the guy he's going to help the most are 29 and 97 because he's going to show them. Right, what, how it works, what it takes, the intensity every shift that he plays with. He's a noted guy for fitness and playing every shift like it's his last. And all those things the analytics people laugh at, that's what Duncan Keith is. So to me, you know, when I heard him say, when I heard someone say he'll help McDavid and Drysaddle as much as he'd help uh, Bouchard and Bear, I thought, 
that pretty much has both ends of your lineup shored up. So I think he can play here. I think it comes down to the deal, Bob. I think I think you're. I am satisfied that you're getting a guy that can play and a guy that will help and a guy that will make everyone better around him. But what do you give up? And that's that's a separate conversation. All right. So Mark Spector joining us, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta. Bob Stoffer with you on orders now. Uh, we're going to take a quick timeout, and when we circle back here in 90 seconds' time, we're going to talk a bit about McDavid and Drysaddle. What do you envision their preference would be in this situation? And I think you can pretty much hazard a guess which way that's going to go. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Everybody, 12.50 in Edmonton. You golfers out there, if you're looking for a great VIP golf trip, New West Travel has got it. A four-day golf getaway in September. Spectacular mountains at Whistler, B.C. The package includes airfare in a private West Jet Charter with a complimentary open bar and meals, three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel golf tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now and get a free upgrade do a one-year bedroom suite. To book your tea time, call New West Travel. Visit them at newwesttravel.com. Bob Stoffer with you. We got Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Live, thoroughbred racing. Back at Century Mile, Fridays and Sunday evenings, post time, 6.15. They're back with full fan access, but you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. All right, Spec, put your manager's hat on. It's the end of the season. You've just lost a uh, series to the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers played 13 players, nine forwards and four defensemen against Winnipeg in overtime, in the in the triple overtime game. Um, what type of players do you think guys like Connor? What do you envision Connor and Leon Dreisaitl as an example when that end of the year exit interview ends with Ken Hitchcock? Do you think they're sitting there saying, you know, what we need we need more inexperienced guys that uh, coaching staffs a little bit leery playing on the ice. Or do you think they might lean a bit to adding some more? Where do you think those guys would be if the Oilers were to add Duncan Keith? Oh, there's no question. The players, I know players you know, over the many years, and, and I'm here to tell you that they would invite a you know, three-time cup winner, two-time Norris Trophy guy. Two-time Norris Trophy or one, I forget. Two anyway, Norris, three Stanley yeah, Cups, two Norris, two Norris one, yeah. one Conn Smythe. One Consmite, thank you. I voted for him on that Consmite. I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I mean that's to me. I, I, there's not a lot of things about this Duncan Key situation. I'm going to tell you, I know for sure. But I'm, I am no. I would bet you, my golden retriever, that both Drysaddle and McDavid would welcome the presence in the dressing room of a guy like Duncan Keith. Yes. How much? How much does you know? Because you'll say you'll still get you'll you'll still get some. How do you guys know that? How do you know they like? It's it's instead of and it's all you can say in that situation is experience from our end knowing because look man I can I can tell you when when some of the young star winner players came aboard star top end guys there were you know when Tanner Hall came aboard there were guys Sean Horkoff and uh, Andrew Cogliano looked at me and said Bob. This guy's a stud. He's a player. Right. Like he's going to play right away. They knew, Mark, right? They, they want knew. more good players, Bob. They, they, they know. Players know why Dave Tippett's playing Darnell Nurse twenty-eight minutes a game in the playoffs before the overtime start. 
they know, and they all respect Darnell for being able to do it. But then they go home and they talk and they go, man, it's a damn good thing we got Darnell because the reason he's playing 28 is because we don't have enough underneath him. Right? They're aware of that. They're aware of why that happens. Every guy on that team knows that you're a better team if Darnell Nurse plays 24 minutes and you've got enough underneath them you know, that you you can still play a hockey game and Darnell doesn't have to play half the game, that you don't have to drop down to four defensemen in overtime. I think every guy on that team would tell you, let's replay that third period where we're up 4-1 and let's put Duncan Keith on the ice more and Ethan Bear on the ice less. And let's see if that happens again. You know, every NHL player knows the answer to that. So, you know, it's, it's not a shot at young players. But Duncan Keith doesn't have to learn those lessons that, that we watched Ethan Bear learn this year. He's got them under his, under his belt already. So that's one of the reasons why guys who are trying to get to a Stanley Cup contender realize that having Duncan Keith in your top six, as long as he can play, and all my intel tells me he can play, uh, is better than having somebody else. Uh, all right. The acquisition costs, theoretically. Again, Mark, we, we, we started this earlier by saying there were people that said, well, like, yeah, I'd do it if they took James Neal back. That's not happening here, okay? That's the reality of the situation. Not going to happen. Uh, it's You know, now, Keith does have the hammer, and it should be mentioned, Speck, now represented by Jerry Johansson, who gets no commission on the next two seasons, the last two years of Keith's deal. So this is for the next deal for Keith as to why it makes sense for Jerry to come aboard here. Uh, acquisition costs. Realistically, do you invest in Chicago taking any money back? Uh, no. No, here's what I would do. I don't really think they will. This is, this is like, listen, Bobby, it's a complicated deal. And here's two things you got to know. Stan Bowman's in a jackpot here. He's got a player that wants to leave, and he's got four teams he can trade him to. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, and Seattle. Okay? I don't think that, I don't think Vancouver's in the mix because they don't have any money. And frankly, I, I covered all those Chicago-Vancouver years. I don't think if I run the Vancouver Canucks, I'm bringing in Duck and Keith to play for my team. You know, that'd be like, that kind of be like, uh, you know, you got Connor McDavid and he's had a run in with one player and see a trade for Brandon Manning. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's exactly it. How'd that go over for poor Brandon Manning? So I think there's three teams. I don't think, I think a huge part of Duncan Keith asking out of Chicago is he's looking at what he's got left in his career. He's looking at the Blackhawks who aren't going to be anywhere near giving him playoff games in the next two or three years. So he doesn't want to play there anymore. Well, that defines Calgary. Right, Duncan Keith's not going to Calgary, in my opinion. Well, they got, they're a long ways away. They got. Wait a sec here, Mark. They got their own similar guy that they like. They're sitting there. We know they're going to protect. Uh, they signed Tanev. They got Hannafin, and they got Rasmus Anderson. They're protecting those three guys. And the question is, Cal- in Calgary, is what happens with Giordano? I mean, to me, Mark Giordano should start in his career with the Calgary Flames. But sure. can the, like what ha- what happens if Seattle claims Giordano and turns around and flips him? So they've are that that to me just takes Calgary right out of the mix. Okay, already, that's fair. Right. So now, now you're down to two teams, Bob. Seattle and Edmonton. Right, and remember, as a guy with a no move, Duncan Keith's fingerprints are all over this trade. He okays this trade. 
or he doesn't move anywhere. So now you're saying you can go to the Edmonton Oilers, who, you know, you, everyone thinks that if you go there, they get a little bit better. They're going to make some moves. They're going to get a little bit better. They're already, what did they finish in the league last year, Bob? 12th? Um, Mark, 12th and 11th, the last two years, they have a stable right. of emerging defensemen. They're light up front with prospects. Right. So they, they, Edmonton is, I'm going to say this. If it comes down to Edmonton and Seattle, and I'm Duncan Keith, and I'm saying, where do I have a chance to play some meaningful playoff games? It's no question in my mind it's Edmonton. So, so before we talk about what you're going to offer Stan Bowman, I'm looking at Stan Bowman saying, Stan, you don't have many cards in your hand here, right? Stan Bowman doesn't have many cards in his hand. If, he's, if he feels like he's got to move this player, he's really down to two or one team to move him to. So keep that in mind as this deal gets made. Uh, so the other side of that is, are you going to, you know, how are you going to do this? No, they're not taking James Neal. I'm telling you this, Bob, if I'm making a deal right now with you and you're Stan and I'm Ken Holland, I'm going to say, I'll take the player, I'll take a salary. You could have a player from our team, not an A prospect. I'll give you Caleb Jones, if that's what everyone's talking about. I'll give you Caleb Jones in this deal. I'm also going to trade you Mikko Koskinen, who you're going to buy out. Listen, I'm going to trade you Mikko Koskinen. You're going to buy him out. It's going to cost you 750 on your cap for each of the next two years. It's going to. I'm going to retain half the salary, Bob, in Edmonton. Right? I'm going to retain half of Miko's salary. It's going to cost me seven fifty a year for the next two years on my cap kit to buy Miko Koskinen out. Because Chicago bought him out for me. They're paying half, I'm paying half. That's the salary that they retain, 750000 It's not that much money. I get out of my Miko Koskinen problem. Uh, I get Keith, you get Caleb Jones, and we all move on. Mm. What do you think of that deal? I don't know. Uh, I'd be surprised if Chicago... But you you brought up something here. Who's got the hammer? Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith has the hammer. Yeah. Well, that would allow you to bring uh, a different goaltender in with Mike Smith, which is what I think needs to be done for Edmonton. And I know the Oilers have gone 12th and 11th in the regular season the last two years. Uh, they're gonna have You're going to have back-to-backs Vegas... Arizona, as an example, might be a back-to-back during the course of the regular season. You can't play like Mike Smith had real. Got to have two goalies. Got to have two. Goalies. If Mike Smith's one of your goalies, you need another guy that can play 35, 40 games. That's a fact. Yeah. So you could keep Koskinen because I'm here to tell you Koskinen can give me 35 games. I don't like Miko Koskinen a whole lot here, but if he's my backup, I can live with that for another year. But if you buy him out, it's. Um, you know, he's making four point five. You, you're buying out three million of that. It's a million and a half a year, right? For two yep. years, you buy him out. If you trade him to Chicago and they, they retain fifty percent of his salary and they buy him out, it costs you each seven fifty a year. Yep, Mark. Here's what we're going to do. We're up against the clock at twelve fifty nine. A bunch of guys have texted us something uh, regarding uh, something that Elliot Friedman said today on Thirty One Thoughts. So we're going to get to that at. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that uh, at uh, 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.